Hi, I'm Katie Roaring. And I'm Eric Roaring. And we're the founders of Fontana Candles Health. In four years, we took our hobby of making candles in our basement and selling them at craft shows and maker's markets, and we turned Fontana into a nationally recognized e-commerce brand. This year, we are doing seven figures of revenue and have nine employees. So how did we do it? Welcome to the Candle Couple Podcast, where we will share the nitty-gritty of scaling our e-commerce brand quickly. We are spilling the tea, so hopefully we can help you scale your brand quickly, too. When talking about success in e-commerce, we personally split e-commerce success into two branches. You absolutely have to have product success, and then you must have operation success. You need an online-ready product, as well as a marketing strategy across many different channels. And we really, in the last couple episodes, discussed the marketing and branding foundations that we think are so important to having an e-commerce brand that's successful. Uh, But today, we're really going to deep dive into the ops side. So, welcome to episode four, Scaling Procurement. So, this really brings us to our next major question. Are your operations ready for e-commerce success? One of the biggest operational challenges with scaling is ensuring that your processes are able to handle the growth as well. With increased volumes, your procurement, inventory of raw materials, demand planning, production scheduling, finished good inventory management, cash management processes, everything needs to become more robust. And I would even hold the phone right there and just say, if you're saying processes, what processes? you're in trouble. Yeah. Everything we do right now is process based. Yeah. To give you an idea. So our first year of candle production or in business, we made about 2000 candles or just a little under this year. We're going to end, um, 2022. We're going to have made, uh, and sold just over 52,000 items. So making planning and scheduling for 25 times more product than our first year requires a very different approach. We are doing nothing similar other than making candles compared to our first year. Everything is different. Everything is different. When we started, we would just we we would go to the grocery store and we would buy coconut oil off the shelf with whatever they had in stock. Um, bought it at one pound jars, um, and we bought candle vessels from who kind of whoever had them and we could get them quickly and cheaply and oh which ones are pretty today exactly yeah what do we want to buy it doesn't work like that anymore not even close um when we were looking at what we needed to make for a show it was uh let's go take a look at the shelf and see what scent and size is empty or <laughs> low and we'll make a few of those and get ready for our next upcoming show um, we really had no idea other than just taking a look at her stock and saying, yeah, yeah, we should make some more of that. Right. We're a little low over here. Let's make, let's make a few more evergreen. Yeah, exactly. And okay. What size do we make them in? Uh, well, it looks like we're low on the smallest one. So let's make a few of those. Right. It was very fly by night. When you compare that today... Um, I now buy coconut oil and beeswax by the ton, literally by the ton. Uh, it comes in on pallets. 
I have over 130 raw materials uh, to manage. Uh, we manufacture 100 and different, uh, 180 different products that not only do we have to maintain their inventories, understand how much inventory of each we have, but then how do I schedule all of those? Um, I really need to have a robust plan and we need to have the facility and the technology and the inventories to execute that exactly yeah it's it's a full-time job what blows my mind too because i watch a lot of similar candle companies on instagram and in their stories and there's one that's very similar to ours i would say a little bit smaller i do not think they're doing the same volume we are but they still go to costco to get their coconut oil yeah like that just blows my mind like you're relying on Costco to have the coconut oil that you need to run your business. Yeah, that's a little scary because you really, yeah, okay, it's the same name brand and everything else, maybe. But that's kind of the challenge of you go to the grocery store and you don't know what things are rotating through, if they got a new brand, if there's something different. Like you just don't know unless you're talking to them. At this point in our business journey, everything for us is a time cost. Yes. We do not have time to go to the store and look for our coconut oil. No. Like, that is the last thing on our to-do list. No, not when we buy it in the quantity. When when it was, hey, we need 10 pounds, yeah, fine, that's different than, oh, I need uh, 2,000 pounds. It's very, very different. I do think it's important to note, Eric, that this is really where your background is from corporate, when you had your corporate job. Yeah. So when you were talking about procurement, you do have background in this right so i i've been able to be in charge and uh, procurement manager for several multi-billion dollar corporations um, i've been in charge of buying all of the food ingredients for major uh, chocolate manufacturers so i bought everything from their contracts in cocoa and chocolate to sugar and flavorings and essences and salt to uh, a major manufacturing uh, company for ceilings and um, uh, industrial commercial projects, you, building materials. Bought a lot of cornstarch. Bought a lot of cornstarch. Bought a lot of metal, um, calcium carbonates, and so I've been able to really use contracts. I've really been able to um, learn about contracts, learn about logistics, uh, payment terms, cash flows, uh, working so. capitals. Vendor relationship, vendor selection, um, quality management. These are all really important things when you have a product that you are trying to make consistently. And being that we do use natural products, nature doesn't have consistency. Every wooden wick that comes in is very different from graining to thickness sometimes because there's variations. Uh, hardness and softness of the woods that are coming in, even though we use the same species. Every tree is a little bit different. So, and the essential oils, each distillation exactly. is slightly different. Yep, we went through one of our essential oils that, um, based on when the raw material is harvested, it could have a different scent, it can have a different color, and and it's really hard to keep consistency in nature and the natural products we use. I would say, too, for the candle makers watching this episode that do not use natural products, this is a huge point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're using synthetic fragrance, 
it's standardized. You're, you're getting the same thing every time. Yep. And so we can look at our C of A's and everything that we get, but it's really hard to buy and set a standard with your vendor for a natural ingredient. So one of the ways we try to mitigate variation is to buy at least from the same vendor that hopefully they're using the same kind of vendor, but you don't know that until you start talking to them. And you're never going to know that if you are buying something from Costco. So this is where developing a supplier relationship is really important to help, help get consistent products or at least know what you're getting so that you can kind of adjust your production and, and know and anticipate some characteristics of what you're getting. But I'll say, too, at this stage, I mean, we're a seven-figure company, and the vendor relationships with our vendors are very different than the vendor relationships you had when you were buying millions of dollars yeah. of items. Yeah, it's true. It's You get a lot more information when you're buying more products. So when you're starting out and when we were starting out, it was pulling teeth to get to talk to anyone. because. Yeah, there's still vendors we don't have relationships with just because either they're small enough that they don't have like an in-house expert salesperson that I can talk to and or we aren't big enough to justify spending the time to talk to us. So it's really hard and you have to be very tenacious when you're small to try and get information. Don't be afraid to reach out to your vendors. Don't be afraid to ask them questions. Don't be afraid to push on them and say, no, I need this. I need to understand. Can you spend some time with me or give me an email or something? Really go and try and get as much information out of your vendors as you can. And I would say too, don't believe just because the vendor, they know everything. That's right. You, you can't, we had a vendor push back saying that they can't give us a document when per OSHA law, they have They had to furnish it. So. so the vendor is not always correct. Yep. The vendor is not always correct. So always push back. Always ask. Don't be mean and, and disrespectful to them, but ask those questions. So we, we kind of got off, but one of the biggest changes that has really helped and enable our growth is technology. Um, it's hard to justify a technological spend when you are a small startup company that you only have a couple of items to manage. But for us, as we've grown, one of the biggest improvements and helps we've seen is using an MRP system, uh, a material requirements planning system. Basically, what that does is it allows us to manage every inventory and every production in our site. So I can go from entering um, raw material inventories, purchase orders, sales, finished good inventories, production planning. I can do all of this in one one tool, yeah. one software tool. And right now we are using MRP Easy. Right now we are using MRP Easy, yes. Definitely for this in the show notes, Eric can put the link if you're interested in checking out MRP Easy. Yeah, we do. We do use them. It's I've done a lot of research on on MRP tools, and there are a lot of good ones out there. The trouble is, a lot of them are extremely expensive. So MRP easy for a year of what we're using the professional. I think it's a thousand dollars a year, which pays for itself nearly daily, if not weekly. It pays for itself. So it's a big investment. It feels like, but it's really not. It allows me to look at every stage of our inventory and production planning and really set forth 
our weeks and our schedules, making sure we have enough material on hand to make it, make sure we have enough uh, finished good inventory to sell it, make sure we're tracking all of our sales. It helps with better data validation of, okay, what is our top seller? How fast are things moving? How much material do I need to have on hand? So this is a really a critical tool for operating our business at the scale that we are operating at. Can I ask before you switched over to MRP Easy, what were you doing? Were you using like Excel spreadsheets yep. or how were you tracking everything? As an accountant, and my my training was in accounting, so I love spreadsheets. I, I And I'm cheap, so I didn't want to pay for software and I knew how to use Excel. So I limped along with Excel for as long as I could, but that fairly quickly um, became obsolete and no longer a viable tool for us. I still use Excel for a lot of things, but uh, making our scheduling and making sure we have enough raw inventory is not used in Excel anymore. I'd say too, scaling, just looking at our business across all aspects, you just get to a point where you do have to invest in many different softwares. Yes or you are going to cripple your growth. Yeah, it's penny wise, pound foolish. You can invest in the software and save yourselves hours and hours and hours, or you can say, oh, I'm gonna save this $1,000 and spend more time manually tracking things, which you're gonna waste time and you will make mistakes and those will cost you more than what your outfront cost of inventory or of an inventory management software would be. Using MRP, um, every product we manufacture has a bill of materials. So it can say, hey, every candle, you need this much wax, you need this much oil, you're going to need a jar, you're going to need a label, you're going to need a, j- a lid, you're going to need um, this kind of wick. And so it tells you what every product is needed, but it also is a very good repository for your recipes. So heaven forbid ever, anything ever happened to me, all of our formulas of all of our candles and products we manufacture are digitized. So if you're hit by the proverbial bus, yes. Fontana can still operate. Exactly. We can still make every candle because anyone can log in and say, oh, here's our recipe to make a candle. So there's continuity in there. There's some safety in there. There's some um, being able to utilize that software. But it's also important for you to be able to lock that down. Because yes. Because we do not want everyone to have no, that's right. to our formula. That's exactly right. So it's important to be able to have that under lock and key and in a secure location. MRP Easy is a very secure cloud-based program that I can use on any computer. So out of the 10 of us at Fontana, I believe only three of you log into MRP Easy. Yep. And I'm not even one of them. Nope. So with that bill of materials, I can load all of my sales forecasts of finished products into MRP uh, in the form of manufacturing orders or forecasts. All of these manufacturing orders will then allocate raw material inventories that I have on hand to those production orders. Uh, It will look to make sure I have enough of that raw material on hand for a given manufacturing order. And if I don't, it will look to see if I have a purchase order issued with an expected arrival date. Or if I don't even have a production order and I don't have the inventory on hand, it will tell me that I need to make a PO and it will actually tell me who I have bought it from, what the price has been, and it'll give me the lead time that uh, is required if I put the PO in today, how long it typically takes before it comes into the shop so that I know when I can make that said production order. It takes all that information of inventories on hand and it tells me, hey, you can make that production order today 
or it's going to take you 10 days based on buying a PO because you are out of Wix. It really helps us with our production planning of what can be made when. I mean, it saved us over the holidays. Oh, yes. It saved us huge. It really allowed us to say, okay, well, what can we make today because of the supply chain issues? There's some ingredients that were out, some that were longer lead times, and it really helped us gauge when things could be made. Our vendors really fell apart in the last part of the holiday season, so having the MRP, we were very easily able to pivot when we needed to. Yes, yeah, it, it really helped us be able to adjust our schedules and move things around and know where we were with our inventories and it really helps you like you said schedule out manufacturing so first thing in the morning when our production team comes in you hand them the printouts from mrp and they just go to work yep and they know right away what to do all of that information gets entered in every po every sale every inventory adjustment anytime someone breaks a candle it's all adjusted in mrp it takes a lot of work to maintain MRP, but it is so crucial for running your business. And that's one of those things where working on your business versus in your business, you need to make sure you have the time and allocate the time to keeping your MRP system up to date and running. Because as soon as it's not accurate anymore, it's useless. You don't want to be making judgment decisions on your MRP system that's wrong and make something that you can actually make. So it is very important and very critical to keep your MRP system updated. And I do it every day. I do it almost every hour. And I think too, it's important everyone's on do cycle counts. Yep. Check, check and physically count your inventory and make sure it matches. Yep. Because inevitably something's going to get misshipped. Someone's going to break something. They're not going to tell you something's going to get moved or thrown away or is a defect and you didn't know it was a defect. So you have to do cycle counts. We're actually doing a full-blown inventory tomorrow for year end. And we did one right before the holidays. And we did one right before the holidays too, because that's when a lot of volume was going to go. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to allocate as much time to keeping up the system, which is a golden rule that you need to do. But I, we just, there's not enough time and not enough people to operate the business yet like we should because we're still growing we're still going through all of these growing pains and trying to manage cash and payroll and everything else so can i ask a question with the growth that we have achieved in the last few years how do you forecast that yeah that's a really hard one um because basically what i'm doing so now i'm looking at the budget for 23 and I pull all of my sales data. We pull all the data that we've made over the last year. And then we're going to just kind of use a historical growth forecast and say, I think we're going to double. And then it's okay. Well, now let's start allocating that and, and putting that into forecast, understanding how much raw material we're going to need, when we're going to need it. Um, that's going to help us budget labor costs and when things need to be made. So it really is just an estimate. Yeah, yeah, crystal ball. Not even close. But I will say too, we have the goal together, or we have the standard. We will never more than double in a year. Yeah, that's more than double. Yep. There's just too many growing pains at doubling that I wouldn't want to do tripling because we just couldn't handle it. We wouldn't be able to handle any mistakes made. We wouldn't be able to handle any kind of issue in supply chain. It just 
there isn't enough or bandwidth to handle more than doubling. Right. And we don't want to give our customers bad service yep. or bad quality. So for us, every year, that's our goal. We double. Yep. So with that doubling, one of the biggest things that we all face as small business owners is cash management. Understanding your working capital is extremely important. One of the biggest things that ties up working capital is inventory and raw inventory and finished good inventory. We use MRP extensively to help manage that cash flow, uh, that cash management, because what happens is if we could run just in time, if we could do the Toyota model of just in time inventory, that would be amazing. I think that kind of died with the pandemic. I think that died with the pandemic because supply chains have been so disrupted. We don't know when things are coming in. We don't know what we're going to be getting all the time. We had tins that were, we typically get black tins, had to get gold tins. So understanding what you're going to make when will help you better manage your inventories and um, help you not tie up as much cash. The easiest thing in the world to do if you had the cash is just buy everything you need for the year and store it in a warehouse. That's not feasible for 99% of us. So what we need to do is have really good forecasts of what we're going to make when, and that will help us um, adjust our inventories to those needs. That's going to be really crucial when you're worrying about, hey, can I have, do I have cash to make payroll, rent, insurance, utilities, car payments, all these other fixed costs that come with your business, you need to make sure you have cash for them. And it can't be all tied up in inventory that you're going to use in six months. So having a proper MRP system with a really good forecast will help you set your inventory levels, both raw and finished good to help you better cash manage. When they're shopping, they want what they want, and they want it now. Yep. But I'm saying they are becoming more normal, just coming out of the pandemic and still having supply chain issues. And you can sort of turn it into a marketing advantage if you do have an out-of-stock scenario. So it, it isn't the end of the world when we have something out of stock, but we do try to avoid it as much as possible. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing to say, too, of, oh, cool, we can use that as a marketing aspect, and that's great. To the opposite side of it, if we have 10,000 of these lemongrass EO candles and they aren't moving, well, we just spent a ton of money sitting on inventory that's not going to be moving. Slow and obsolete inventory is a killer for small businesses, and it's super important to not have that or limit as much as you can. And that's where keeping track of your historical sales data and using that as a forecast going forward through a, uh, through an MRP system that helps you gauge what kind of material you're going to need when is going to be crucial for you. And I believe, too, Shopify, although Shopify doesn't always have the best data available, they do have really good data for uh, inventory turnover rates. Oh, yeah, it's that's super helpful. And they tell you down to the candle what's been sold and when it was sold and that all gets filtered through MRP and the forecast through MRP and it makes everything so much easier. And I think too, when you're really scaling from a six to seven figure business, it really is just knowing your data. Yes. You need to know your data. You need to be data driven. Yep. You're no longer making decisions on, you know, what you feel like is going on with the business. Yep. You really need to look at your data and make the decision 
Yeah, it's it's crucial. It really is crucial. So one of the other things that have really changed as we've grown, uh, we of course are made safe certified. So what that means is that we are very limited on the suppliers we can use. We are using specific ingredients from specific suppliers that have been approved and vetted by MadeSafe. Each ingredient, we typically have one main supplier and one alternative backup supplier. Yep, and that is critical. So anyone who's in procurement will tell you um, having options is the best thing in the world. If I had a 50 suppliers to buy the same thing from, I, that, that's a dream scenario. You can play off pricing, you can play off um, delivery periods, times, you can diversify your supplier base, and that that's everything. We did the exact opposite here, and we really hamstrung ourselves into two suppliers for our main ingredients. But that's the cost we are willing to pay to be made safe certified. Our mission or why is to be able to provide safe scented items for your home and the made safe seal is what's really going to allow us to convey that message that our candles and our products are are truly safe for you and so yeah it's a lot more painful finding um finding material and if we're in anything like the last two years have been with supply chain issues it makes it really easy to run out of stock so that goes back to our earlier conversation of I need to be very disciplined on what kind of material and what quantity of material I need when so that I can properly load up on it so we don't have out-of-stock scenarios. That then again goes to I need to have really good supplier relationships with my key suppliers. I need to talk to them all the time. I need to have a contact. I need to have a heads up if something's going to be running late because my production plan is based on what I think is going to happen. And if a wrench gets thrown into that, we have out of stock scenarios like we did this fall. I'd say too, the vendors that we have relationships with that you can call and get on the phone directly, that has made the operation so much more smooth. It makes it much smoother. Yep, it so really if, does. If you do not have relationships with your vendors, I would say that should be your goal for the new year. Yep, At just even one. Find your biggest spend item and... Talk to someone who supplies it to you. It doesn't even have to be your main supplier. If if you do call them up, they might be able to give you a better deal. They might be able to tell you, hey, we'll store some of this at our place for you. And then you don't have to buy 36 cases of coconut oil at a time. You can buy 10 and they'll ship it to you. It's a little more expensive, but there's some security there. You get to keep some of your cash. But you don't know that until you've talked with your supplier. Have a relationship with your vendors. It is crucial. So if you feel like you've taken some nuggets of information to grow your business and you like what you're learning from us this 